welcome to the Everyday Board Game Podcast with your host, Daniel. And Daniel. Daniel, this has been a little while since we've done this. Yeah. Six months. Six months. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's been, been a... It's been about 15 months. Yeah. Uh, it, it, we, we determined it was about October, oh, no, September. August, August through September. Or, yes, August, September of 2021. So about a year and a half later. Mm-hmm. Most podcasts only do this once every like couple of years. Um, because Unless you're at the Dice Tower and they do it every year. They do it every year because they, they play that many. Yeah. But um, yeah, and w- welcome to join us, Creative Chaos. Yeah, lurk all you want. We're going to go over our top 100 games, not all in this one podcast. We no, thought no, about no. it. Yeah. We, yeah. Uh, I don't want to be here all night. Um, you got work tomorrow, too. I, I have a couple propositions for you that I'll bring up here in a minute. Okay. But specifically for this top 100, um, I had some restrictions when I did this. Because last time I did it, I ranked uh, 285 games. And I remember I looked through my board game geek list and just took out a bunch of stuff that I thought, eh, it's probably unlikely that it'll be top 100. Mm-hmm. Just to try and expedite the process. I didn't do that this year. I didn't do it either. Yeah. Uh, the only I did do some changes. I, yes. I took some stuff, like anything that's on my shelf of shame, that because it's right. in my BG, that's gone. It's all eliminated. Yeah. Also, when it comes to games like Century, Spice Roads, and right. stuff like that, you kept one. I kept one. I kept my favorite, and that's what yes. I was ranking against everything. Um, I didn't really do that with the Shim Philip games because they all play realistically right. uh, really different. There than... was a few of those that I did. Like I have both. Um, Az- I have all the Azuls because mm-hmm. I feel like those play different enough where I yeah I could justify. It. And I have uh, Code Names and Code Names Duet. Yeah. So they're... for me, I took out. Um, I only kept my favorite of the Code Names. That's another thing I right. took out. Uh, and same with the Azul. I only kept my favorite because I know. Um, with me personally, there's only one Azul that realistically could get to the top 100. Yeah, Queen's Garden, right? Oh God, no! <laughs> that is probably. In fact, I don't have my phone with me where all my statistics are. Mm-hmm. I think I ranked like 400 games. Okay. Top I end. think it was like in the 450s. I I was in a, over 850 games. So yeah, well, it took you, me over 4,000 choices or something. To I think that I, had, I think it told me I had to go through like 1,300 choices because yeah. we we did all this through Pub Meeple. Another caveat I did last year: I made some changes and moved things around. Yes, um, I didn't I, do it this year. Neither did I. Neither I did I. I left it as it came up. Yep, exactly. Now, uh, one one other caveat that I did is I only included games that I owned. I did because, not. I, I, I could you not have gone, like, I know Return to Dark Tower, mm-hmm. right here, would have gone on my list and probably in the top 100. I really like that game. That's I was really not good. about to go through my list of what I've played to add in another 150 games on top <laughs> of the 850 I already ranked. I was just, so there are games that are realistically would have hit my top 100, but I don't own them. They're not in my collection. And... Do you wanted to keep it to that. Right. Yeah, so I didn't do that because there's some games that I don't own, and I re- specifically choose not to own them because this is the right. only game group that I'm going to play it in. Yeah. So there's no point for me to go buy out the thing, but I really do like that game. Right. Um, and that's a fair reason. Not everyone can own every game. Yeah, exactly. And then another thing is... Games um, just fall into my lap, so... <laughs> yeah, you... Like, uh, literally, I just got three card games just, like, because. Because. And then I just picked up... Uh, <laughs> Two new games that have been out for a while, right. but because Barnes was having a clearance sale, I picked up two games for $22. I got mm-hmm. Tiny Towns and New York Zoo. Both games really well, mm-hmm. are really good, 
but I just like okay, finally I pull the trigger on these because they're twenty. Yeah. They cost me twenty two dollars, and I like both these games, yeah. and I can realistically get them played in my other game group. Right. Because New York Zoo, after playing it a couple times, very simple game. Yep. Uh, Tiny Towns is really good, amazingly yeah. well done, and you can so hold, it's great. Yeah, you can hold a lot of players in this one. Yep. If Absolutely. you have like what two games or something like that, because oh yeah, yeah, you could play an infinite number of players. Yeah, and it's if you play the it's random a board game roll and write in a sense. It's a board game bingo. Yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah. It's really well done, and I was able to pick them up. But realistically, I never owned them. I still ranked them as I was going through, and right. luckily enough, because we both keep statistics, we use BG stats to do it. Yep. It logs all my plays on the Board Game Geek. And so when I get into my collection, it adds my collections, and I allowed it to add games I've previously owned and games that I um, have played. So I it came out purposefully like... did not do previously owned. I was not... This already took two weeks. Just, and I mean multiple hours a day. Like, it, I was just sitting there, like... It took me about five hours to get mine, mine totally done. Just, it took me five hours yesterday just to get through the last fifth. It took me five hours to get my entire thing done. Mind you, it was over two days. Yeah. And then it took me another couple hours to write it all down and then write it all down again because uh, I was explaining to you, my dog got a hold of my notebook and just <laughs> trashed it all over my yard. So I had to rewrite it on my clipboard here. Yeah. Um, so I had it, and it took me a couple hours, and I got through a couple statistics. I still haven't gone all the way through. Right. Uh, there is a few statistics for me in the top 100. Shockingly, when we were going through this, when I was telling you, there's 44 new games in my top right. 100. This is realistically why I specifically wanted to new do another top 100. Right. Yours is invalidated at this point. Yeah, the original one. Yeah, the original. Yeah. Because 44 new games came in, and not all of them are, like, new within the last couple year games. Some of the ones that have moved in have been around, but it's just because they've been played more. Um, another thing is there was a lot of movement up and down. A couple mm -hmm. games that were in my top 20 are out of the top 100. Yep. And a couple games that were at a... It's just a not a spoiler alert, but a heads up. There was a game that originally was ranked 222, and I think it's like in the top 20. It's like 14, 15, somewhere around there. Oh, it's so, probably brand new to you right then and there. Yeah, I think it probably. was. But it was it just because, you know, I've been playing a lot more lately too. Yep. So I think the first time when it got ranked, I only had played it that one time. Mm-hmm. And now that it's been played more than that one time, it's really jumped up for me. That worked. So, you're ready to get into this. So, uh, caveat though, we're not going to talk about what we've been playing. We may do yeah. just like a catch up of like all. all the games we've played because this is going to take us about a month because it's going to be right. five episodes. We release one episode a week. That's right. So, just heads up. Uh, we're not going to be talking about what we played. It's going to be probably march when we start talking about that again yes no but heads up for that what we've been playing episode because that's probably just gonna be 20 games each and yeah it's just, gonna be a lot. About just, just, just kind of a catch-up because yeah, yeah we've been playing now, some good games i will say though one interesting statistic about this list is that when i started ranking my list i played three brand new to me games since then <laughs> that i i honestly actually I don't, I don't think any of them would have fit on my list but started ranking the games, and then I'm just checking my list for this one. Uh, 
one of them did sneak into the top 100 that we played okay that wednesday before i wow. like it that much wow you probably know which one it was i'm i could probably figure it out <laughs> yeah. whose pick was it again uh gamehead geeks i don't remember which games he played or which ones he picked oh but... you know which one because you asked for it to be there that was so long ago, though. It was last week. That was so long. I don't remember. It was six oh, days was ago. It, um, it wasn't Survive, was it? No, but that one actually was was, silly. was, was moving up there because it's in the yeah, top Survive 50, is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's the other one. It's the smaller one. But we'll get to that here in a minute. So Yeah, I don't remember. You ready to get it started? That's uh, Yeah, let's get it started. Um, let's get the Coin of Doom. As always, we'll flip this. We'll talk starting number 100. We're going to go through 81 today. Strap in. It's going to be a fun one. Mm-hmm. I'll start us off. My number 100 was is brand new to the list. Really? Brand new. And in fact, brand new as of a month ago. <laughs> okay. King of Monster Island. Okay. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, King of Monster Island. It, I'm actually surprised it's this low, but... King of the Monster Island The fact was... that you had to go through 800 games and it still yes. made it into your yeah. top 100. Saying that it's this low. Now, let's be real here. Some of my favorite games, like 103 was like Hanamakoji, right? I oh, love, I love that game. That's yeah. a really good game. Like, easily my top, like, 300 are all games that are never leaving my collection. Mm-hmm. But number 100 was King of Monster Island, the newest in the King of series. Uh, the King best of Tokyo, in the King of, King of New York, and then the best one, King of Monster Island. Co-op game, fun little dice game, super fun. Richard Garfield knocked it out of the park. It took everything that was good about the previous two and made it even better, and then co-op on top of it, which is already fun. I don't have much more to say about it, but I like it a lot. Brand new to my list. This is the first new one. I think I have about somewhere between 10 and 15. Not too many new ones, but... uh, Almost half my list is new. Yeah, I know. Almost (laughs) half yours is. And a lot of them are in the top... 20s and stuff like that so. oh yeah well i've been gaming a lot longer too yeah uh so yeah you have not really like a couple of years maybe 2014 is when i started yeah 2012 maybe i thought it was like 2010 but anyways my number 100 that was almost 10 years ago <laughs> wait yeah 2014 was almost 10, 10 years, years ago. ago yeah oh god All right, oh so no all right that my, was my number one my number 100 was 51 the last time we did this list so wow. it's dropped almost it's 50 points. doubled in its badness <laughs> i guess you could say it. no it's a really good game i i think it's a big part too is that i played the mess out of it and i haven't played it much in the last couple years okay. um this is one of my favorite filler games though and this is dragonwood to the point i've kept dragonwood i sold dragon realm it just never got played um it was fine but dragonwood is just so simple it's you collect some cards, you try to fight, scream, or was it like stab, scream, yep. or stop the uh, whatever you're going after. Most points at the end of the game wins. You got to wait till two dragons pop up or you run through the deck twice. Yep. It's a very simple game. It's very fun. Uh, we've talked about it a lot, especially in the early parts of this, because that was one of the few games I played a lot of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I still like the game. It's still in my top 100. It's just dropped 49 spots. That put game right on the mark. Oh yeah, that that yeah. really that set for game right for me. Those two alone, like honestly, yeah. it would be for me. It was Dragonwood more than Forbidden yes. Island. I love Forbidden Desert. Forbidden Islands. Well, fine. Forbidden Island seemed like kind of like an offshoot of what they normally do. Yeah. And Dragonwood cemented that. Yeah. They're like, we're just gonna make really fun games. Oh, okay. 
Guess where my ranking is for Dragonwood. I wanted to check. Uh, it's probably 157. 208. Dang. That's how low it had to go. All right. Number 99. Your go. My number 99 is actually one of the newer games that we played. It was not ranked when we originally did this because, yeah. again, it just recently got played after we originally did our top 100. But I like this one a lot. This is one of the games we consider a damn it dom. This uh, is just a, bit just a bunch of series of games here. This one specifically... Um, we should just, specify. Our friend is named Dom, Dom. and he, when he introduces us to, to some get, games, we have to buy them. Yeah. And that's and there that's was quite slogan. a few uh, lately. In fact, like right behind me, you see Planet Unknown. That was another one that that was like that. But this yep. one, I do want to buy. It's just kind of hard to get at the moment. Mm-hmm. And he he was even hard for him to get. It was a ding and dent that he brought over. But man, I enjoyed this game a lot. Uh, this is about sending your rastronauts to the cheese moon. <laughs> This is first rat. First rat. I loved everything about it. Uh, it's intriguing because it's kind of like a roll and move, but without dice. You basically can move one or two rats depending on how many spaces. Mm. Um, you can move one rat. I think it's up to up to six spaces, and then depending on where you land, you can do certain things, uh, gain certain resources, or run a little rat race at the bottom, or move your little rat tronauts um, mm. forward, or gain equipment. Basically, at the cell, or gain cheese as well. Yeah, it's super hilarious. Like building all the different parts of the the ship, getting yeah. all the resources. The the movement mechanism doesn't. It, it shouldn't be as good as it is. Yeah, but it is. And the yeah. fact that you're when you move your two rats, they have to land on the same colored space. Yep. Even the colors, they weren't great, but they weren't bad. You no, can we can see it. Yeah, we yeah. can tell a, a big difference with them. It was phenomenal. I really enjoyed this game um, to the point I still do want to buy myself a copy because I, I enjoyed this one a lot. In fact, it made it into my top 100. There you go. My number 99 is a the first of many Spiel des Jahres winners on my list. Who knew? But this is by Andreas Seafarth, and as far as I know, his only winner of the Spiel des Jahres. This is Manhattan. Now, you haven't played Manhattan. I haven't played Manhattan. No. Yeah. It, Manhattan is brilliant the way it works. It's it's uh, There's six different like plots of land that are all kind of near each other, and each of those are made up of a three-by-three three grid. You play a card that has one of those nine spots filled in. So like let's say it's in the uh, top left corner. Mm-hmm. Well, that is going to be based on your perspective. So when you play it, you're going to place it on, on any one of the six plots, but you're going to place your building on the top left of your perspective. Oh, okay, so okay. if you if you were across the table from me, yours would be the bottom right, you know. So all these cards pertain to just which spot you place when. You have to build buildings in a way that would make it so you exceed the number of total levels of floors that the other player has, and whoever has the tallest building, whoever has the, the control of it, whoever has the most, um, that like all get points over multiple rounds. Really simple game. But really, really interesting how well it works. It really shouldn't work as well as it does, but it works brilliantly. So you just play a card, put down some of your buildings. Um, if you can't, well, sorry. Like you have six other plots to choose, or five other plots to choose from. So do what you can. If not, play a different card. Did this get reprinted, or is there another game that's kind of like it, like New York 1901 or something like that? No, New York 1901 is a, a polyomino game, and oh, okay. it really doesn't hold a candle to Manhattan. Okay, I, it just it sounds yeah. familiar, but yeah. I, I know I haven't played it. 
Yeah, New York 1901 is also very simple, too, in that same idea. Mm -hmm. But really what that makes this one different is that that card, you have your little grid, and that's based on your perspective of the grid. It's cool. All I right. like it. Moving right. on to our 98. 98. To me again. This is the one I was telling you about. We played on Wednesday, and it snuck in here because every time it came up, I'm like, yeah, I played this over that. By the way, mine was 104. It jumped up to 99. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, so this one is a dice game on version of a bigger game. And this one was fun. And it's funny, I, I remember seeing it at Gamma when we were there. Yes. And I was like, I want to try that one. It looks really good. Uh -huh. Our buddy bought it, brought it over for us to play on Wednesday because all of us wanted to play it. And I fell in love with it to the point I want to go to Barnes and buy myself a copy because it's the only place we can get it in town. And that is Longshot the Dice Oh, game. yes. Yep. Longshot was okay, pretty darn fun. Okay, this wasn't ranked beforehand, but yeah, no, this was really good. I love the the fact that you're it's kind of like a rolling right. You're marking stuff off. You're yep. trying to get your horses to move when another car or a horse gets moved. Uh, there's just a lot of fun stuff with this one. I thought it was really well done. It's really good. Um, if I buy myself a copy, I think it's going to go down well. Who yep. knew a horse racing game? Would be really good. Yeah. I mean, this honestly, the reason why, like, this and probably Ready, Set, Bet aren't on my list is just because I don't know them yet. Yeah. Yet. 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 John DeClaire, I'm talking to you. Uh, I'll gladly accept a copy of Ready, Set, Bet. <laughs> oh, man. You could you had a chance to buy one. I did. When we were in Tucson. I didn't have that much money. Yeah. I, I know. I, that's why I, I, I was... Purposely not trying to buy anything. I was there just for the Bookman run and yep. food. Just trading in and hoping for the best. We, we went That's to the right. game store. I'm like, oh my god, they have this. Oh my god, they have this. Yes. I want this. I want yep. that. And that and that and that and that. Yep. Yeah. So it was tough. But yeah, so my number 98, Long Shot, the dice game. If you haven't played it, give it a shot. I mean, it's really, <laughs> Give it really a long good. shot. No. That's just right. give it a try. It's a really amazing game. It's well done. My number 98 used to be number 83 on my list in the previous list. Uh, so it's dropped of about 15 spots, give or take, and that is Dead of Winter. And I'm specifically talking the Long Night version. Um, I did end up ranking both, and I took one off. Mm -hmm. I do like Dead of Winter quite a bit, um, but I think it just fell to this point because I haven't played it in probably four years. I, I do have to agree with you that the Long Night is the better version, and it's not just because it's the game is the same. Right. Some of the characters are a little bit cooler in the Long Night. But what I, I recommend the Long Night over reg, regular Dead of Winter mm -hmm. is it's got the cardboard um, placements. Right. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, those, instead of the plastic ones. No, and no, see, it wasn't plastic. Have, they were oh, no, paper. paper because I had yeah. to laminate my original ones. Yep. And see, I, I quite like both of the games. But again, I haven't played it in so long. It's a cooperative game. Maybe. Uh, some people might be traders, potentially. So, you can play so people it. consider it the... Um, the Walking Dead board game without the license because right. it's not about the zombies. It's about right. the colony itself. They're just the ever-impending doom. Yeah. But the storyline with the crossroads, how everything works together with the scenarios and the possible traitors and your each hidden goals, it works really well. I highly recommend it. It's still on my top 100 even after all these years. Dead of Winter, number 98. Yeah, I'll have to keep an eye on that. I don't know if it's still on my list or not. Number 97. 97. My number 97 is technically new on this list. And I say technically, technically because I believe my original list, I combined this together with a different one. Um, it's Codenames Duet. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think I combined it with the original Codenames when I, when I did this. I like the co-op version better. 
I like being able to play against each other or with each other. I like giving that cross versions of the clues. It took an already great game, added some more great flavor to it. It works really well. Um, and finally, it plays two players, where Codenames originally only played four minimum, because you had to have a clue giver and a clue uh, a guesser. Guessing, yeah. Yeah, on both on two different teams. Like it, I don't know. Like it, it works great at like six players and eight players. Even it's fantastic at that. Mm-hmm. But Codenames Duet we finally get to play at two players and to have it work. So I love it. Um, you can combine all of them together and play in duet version, which is my preferred way to do it. So, Codenames Duet, that's my number 97. Uh, that's another one I don't know if made my list. I like Codenames enough. It's not one of my favorite uh, go-to games. Mm-hmm. Um, Codename Duet, Codenames Duet, I like a lot, but I still think if I was doing my ranking, I think it was only Codenames that yeah. I was ranking. Yeah, and that's what I believe my original one was, because yeah. I didn't find the other one. All right, so moving on to my 97, right? Yep. This one was originally at 74, and this is another one that's kind of along the lines where I was talking about where I combine, because it's two different games, but I prefer this version over the other one, and this is the Between Two Something. This one specifically is Castles of Mad King Ludwig of the Stonemaier line. Yep. Uh, The other one I'm talking about is Between Two Cities. Yep. I just like the way this one works a little bit better because you're building the castle and you can't build under unless you have a specific room that leads elsewhere. And then you could build upwards. But you're building a castle on your left side and you're building a castle on your right side. Whichever one scores higher for you is not going to be your point. So you want to kind of move your stuff together and grow them in a proper thing. And you're working with your neighbors because your lowest scoring castle is going to actually give you the points to possibly win the game Mm -hmm. and if it was your lowest scoring castle as well then i have to go back to my other castle because that's the tiebreaker and the scoring is weird in this game but it's it's so much fun i do enjoy this one a lot i enjoy between two cities a lot too Mm -hmm. between two cities is a little bit slip simpler than between two castles but i just i really am enamored with between two castles i i like how it works i love the little the puzzle aspect of it with the way the floors right. are working and the special bonuses and stuff like that. But Take a guess where it's ranked on mine. Uh, between two cities? Yep. Uh, it's probably in the 200s. It. 425. <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounds really bad when you say it that way, but that's literally halfway. <laughs> literally <laughs> halfway. So, yeah, okay. so like, that's not too bad. If you're a fan of like the Dice Tower and stuff like that, and when you're talking with their, their – when they're going through their top 100 – He's like the Tom Vassell in this group. He has just doubles. This is so many. I could do a top 500 each. Yeah. And they would all be good games. Yeah. Eh, I don't know about that. Well, <laughs> I don't think you'll be able to argue many of these games. All right, moving on to your number 96. Number 96. Ah, that sounded like it hurt. Right on the inner knuckle. So Ooh. here's another one that kind of dropped a lot. The uh, Between Two Castles went from 74 to 97. Dragonwood went from 51 to 100. Uh-huh. This one went from 41 to 96. It's garbage at this point. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just throw it uh, up. Yeah, I mean, a, no, you keep I, it I, I know you really like this one, too. It's a great party game. It's my go-to party game. Well, guess what? I haven't been partying lately, so... Nope. It's fine if you do it in a four-player group, but it's not as fun as if you did it in a bigger group. And this one's Time's Up Total Recall. I really do enjoy this game. It's a fun little thing where the first round, you're guessing like a stack of cards. It's 
I forget how much it is per person or per player. It's like 20 to 30 cards or something like that. Yeah. And you're going through a stack and you're playing the blue side or the yellow side. And it's all pop culture references mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So you're giving clues. You In the first round, you can't pass. So you just give as many clues as you can until your timer's up. If they get it, you get a point. If they don't get it, you move to the next group. Mm -hmm. They have to guess. You move to the next group until all the cards have been played through. You score up your points. That's the first round. That's your points. Second round, you have to give one word clues, but you're allowed to pass this time. So you're trying to pay attention to what everybody's giving the clues in the first round mm -hmm. because you could use, okay, that's a really good clue. So let me just single that to one word, say that one word, and then you can figure out uh, what they're trying to say. Yeah. And so yeah, once you score, you score your points again. Once that round ends, all the cards are gone through. You score up your points, you combine the two scores, that's your score now. And then you go into the third round, where now you're playing charades. You can't say anything. You have to pantomime what's going on. And my favorite about this is when we were playing it one time when you were showing it to me, my cl or the clue the was, Hod it to yeah, was Hodor. And so I went over yep. and held the door, and yep. you figured it out, because you have to pantomime. Yep. And so, yeah, it's, this game's gone down really well in big groups. Um, I remember one year we did it at my birthday party, where we had like, I don't know, 12, 14 people at the house, my right. old old place. And it just it went down really well. Everybody enjoyed it. Now, there's something I, I forgot to ask you right at the beginning of this. Let's predict how many crossovers are we going to have between us. Between you and me? I'll so say, think, out of the top 100, I'll say 1% 10. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just messing with you. That's not 1%. I know. 1% is 1. But it's 10%. Okay. I'm going to guess actually 20%. Really? No. I, I think I, 15, it's only, 15. Yeah, 15 would be a better guess than Let's see. 20. I think 10 will be uh, uh, my, okay. my go-to. So, you heard it here first. We'll, we'll make the guess later. My number 96 dropped... A long way from 90 uh, <laughs> last year. I mean, it, yeah, overwhelming, like, massive <sighs> drop. I'm surprised it made it. And this one, like, you know, it probably should be lower. Um, and I say that because I just have such great fond memories. And people give it guff and, you know, they don't they don't like it as much as I do. And, I, and every time I play it, I just remember how much of a blast. I always have fun playing it. Catan. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Catan's just a good game, honestly. I like it a lot. It works well. Every single time we play it, we always have a blast. It's always super cutthroat. There's always wheel fun wheeling and dealing. The Euro part of it is really good. If you lose, you feel like you lost because you didn't play it well enough, you know? And, you know, it rewards those clever moves and, and the ability to trade and when to wheel and deal properly. That's what I like about it. Um, I mean... Probably everyone on this podcast has heard uh, heard or played of Catan, so I'm not going to belabor anymore. 96, Catan. So, um, I don't have the numbers on me, but I only ranked one Catan, because I played two versions of it. My uh -huh. one wasn't in there. The only one I ranked was Star Fairs. Star Fairs, yeah. That's that, right. that, and honestly, that's my favorite version of it. Cool. Alright, on to our 95. My 95, oh wait, you did your 96 already, right? Mm-hmm. My 95 dropped from 84, so I have a lot of droppers in this. That's because I have quite a few that actually jumped up, and you'll see those later in the list. This used to be 84. Um, I'm honestly kind of surprised it's this low, because I felt like it would be a lot higher, but I, as the rankings fell, this yeah. is where it fell. Um, no thanks. Yeah, that's fine. This is, I know it shouldn't you don't even like be in here. 
Shut up. <laughs> I love FX. FX is surprisingly smart. It's very it's, simple. It's not a bad it, game. It's just, just a simple little, like, do I want the card or not? Am I willing to take the points so I can push off other cards? Yeah, probably. Can, do I have that run where I can where I can yeah. shrink it down? Even better. And my favorite part is, like, when people first start learning how to do this, they're like, like, as soon as, like, they get one, it's like, oh, well, if I take this, it's actually going to be fewer points? Yeah, right away. And they take it right away. And I love, like, when I'm part of that game, and and they all look at mine, and I have one that will make mine lower. And I look around the table, and they don't have anything close to it. And I throw another chip on it, and they're like, why won't you take it? I'm like, you want it so bad, go ahead. <laughs> and you kind of put, it's like that little press like where they're, like, watching me, like, as I'm pushing my points away. Yeah. And they're like, and then finally, like, after, like, four or five points, it finally clicks them, they're like, Oh, he's ringing us for our points right now. He, he's stealing these <laughs> chips. He knows how bad that would be for us. And he's running with it. And so it's that great tension of just throwing chips on it. It's like, I know I need this one, but you need it less. You go ahead. Yeah. Like, you can take my extra chips. I'm okay losing out on that. Go right ahead. Yeah, I, I love that part of it. That's what makes the game so much better. And so it's always gone over really well every time I've played it. No thanks. That's my... Number 95, and I kind of hope it stays on the top 100. Yeah. I honestly I, really like it enough. My in, my thing is I love small card games. I love interesting mm-hmm. card games. Yeah. Probably. Like you might even play like one of these that I got. Well, well yeah, not that one. But. Not that one. <laughs> but I know there's quite a few small card games on this yeah. on my top 100. Mm-hmm. I just don't know why I couldn't get into that one. I, I, I yeah. really want to. There's something weird about it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's odd. I get why people don't. I can't put a, a yeah, word you know to what it, I think but I get be, why people don't like it. It just be, you might need the right group for it. True. Like, yeah. the, the one or two times I have played it was at the game shop with people I didn't know, so... Oh, yeah, that's true. I bet if we played it with our, our normal Wednesday group, like, you would probably like probably, it. Not, well, like. you thought I would like Suburbia more, and I slightly did. You did like it more. <laughs> because you hated it, and now you tolerate <laughs> it pretty well. No, you... You have to admit, like you even had fun during that game. You're like, okay, I, 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 get I was, it now. I was having fun with it till towards the end. Then I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm tired. But you understood. It. You <laughs> yeah. got it. You finally figured out, like, why it, does everyone like this game? Okay, I get. I it. get why they like yeah. it. Uh, it really did kind of overstay its welcome for me. Like the last two or three rounds of it, yeah. I was like, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, these stacks need just to be slightly shorter. Sure. But other than that, it's not bad. When so, they make uh, Suburbia Express, eh, it's a possibility. Yeah. yeah. Well, they already did. I prefer that one, that version better. What version? What are you talking Quadropolis. About? Oh, Quadropolis. It's <laughs> a very different game. It very is. different. It is. Um, but anyways, my number 95 is a game that I'm probably the only one in my group that likes it. I'm sure of it. I do. It, it did drop. It was originally 92. It only moved down three spots, so it's yeah. not as big as some of those other drops. Yep. Uh, but this one is just because... I can't get it to the table all that often because I know you're not a big fan of it. You think it's a little too lucky at times and there's some f- f- uh, fiddly stuff that you don't like. And this one is Abomination, Heir to Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. No, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. Uh, I do want to try it with the, the new rules set sure. that, uh, that's on Board Game Geek from the designer that yeah. streamlines it, make it quicker, uh, doesn't play as long. It's right. it, One, it's a very long game. Uh, originally how it's played. It's very lucky if you're trying to animate your... Mm-hmm. Your Very. monster, your <laughs> your body. It is entirely <laughs> determined. You would have won had you rolled well yeah. on the last roll. Yeah, no, but I I still really do like it. I love the theme. I'm 
I don't know why, but I'm a very big fan of morbid themes. My need probably oh, yeah. my, probably from my Morbid's uh, awesome. Uh, from my days of being in healthcare. A mortician. Oh, yeah, close, sorry. Yeah, well, it's just being in healthcare. You have to deal with that stuff all mm-hmm. the time, and so you have, like, a weird sixth sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And this is right up my alley. Mind you, I love uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I love yep. every iteration I've seen of the movies. Um, Dean Koontz's version of it has been really was really good. It's like a five-part series where he's, like, the monster of Frankenstein is, like, a... Uh, like a detective of sorts. It's it's really interesting. Uh, in fact, because Unmatched has Dracula and the Invisible Man, I want Frankenstein's monster in Unmatched. That's oh, yeah. how much I love this series and this thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't think it's going anywhere. I really, really do Probably. enjoy this game. Uh, so number 95, Abomination, Heir to Frankenstein. Now, just to let everybody out there, try it if you want to, but be very informed that it's a very morbid game. You are either yeah. digging up body parts, or you're getting fresh uh, corpses from the morgue, or you're straight up uh, unaliving people. Oh, <laughs> Unclick. <laughs> Oops. So, Oopsies. Yeah, I, I really do enjoy this game. Um, and like I said, it's still in my top 100. It's been played maybe twice in the last five years. Okay. And yeah. I think it's mainly because of the theme. If well, there was a solo, huh? That it's only been played. Twice. Well, that's why it's staying in the top 100 because it hasn't been played oh, all yeah. that much. No, but that, the theme still. That theme is so fantastic. I wish it were a good game. That's what I said. I want to play it again yeah. with the new rules and see yeah. how it goes there. Right. I I don't disagree with that. I just yeah, that was such a drop of the ball when I, when we played it. Yeah. Um, like you're the one who lost, and I felt that I felt annoyed <laughs> by it. Like you went from first to. third. Third yeah. out of four yeah. because of one roll. Like, one roll. Nah, yeah. nah. That's broken. Um, number 94. Starting with me, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the third new game in my top 100. This, honestly, I don't know why we had never played this before. This is a Stefan Feld game that we mm. all tried for the first time this year. This one is underwater themed in a sense yep i already know what it is uh i love the mechanism where you're going up little ramps and it's got this this little thing over here to get your rewards for this but you're using your workers to open these spots and you're trying to fill these spots it's aquasphere i i was 278 for me that's not too bad especially since it's relatively new it's it's Mm -hmm. such a fun game I enjoyed it a lot it's actually moved into one of my favorite of the stefan feld games i think there's not too too many, but there is quite a bit littered in my top one hundred. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just for it, sprinkled on there. Yeah, you know. I I wouldn't be surprised if there's a Stefan Feld in every section of this oh, thing because yeah. we've played a I lot. I bet of you there's games. a Phil Walker Harding in every section of yours. Just uh, about actually, I believe it. I don't see a Phil Walker Harding on this section because okay. a lot of them because there's stuff on yeah they're going to be higher up uh there's also another stuff on Feld on this one but we'll talk to that when we get there but yep. aquasphere it's it's so good it's i'm re- i got was really enamored with it we play it i do want to play it with a bigger party yes because we only play two player um but yeah it's it's phenomenal i really like it a lot i had a great time playing it and i want to get yeah. to the table again uh, you know, a lot of people argued against that like pre-programming track like mm-hmm. i actually like i like that one that a was lot. cool I thought it was really smart. Yeah, so my first uh, Phil Walker Harding will be on the next list. 
<laughs> Fair enough. All right, my number 94 was 68 last time. So it dropped, it dropped nearly 30 places. And that's nothing against it. I just played so many good stuff. Dice Throne. And I've since acquired all of the Dice Thrones since then. So mm-hmm. you'd think it would climb up more, but it's just that many more games that jumped up into the list. That's the only yeah. reason why. Uh, Dice Throne is absolutely phenomenal. If you've ever liked Magic the Gathering, but didn't like the collectability of it, or like Yahtzee, and wanted a battle version of it, if you wanted a legitimate, good head-to-head game with silly theme, with, with actually surprisingly thematic characters, this is the game for you. Uh, it's a head-to-head, beat each other up, roll, roll dice combinations, play Yahtzee, upgrade your characters, Use those combos to murder punch your opponent. First one, the last person standing wins. Very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, I just this this style of game I don't play that often anymore. I don't like the two player back to back. So you'll see probably pretty few of those in this top one hundred. Yeah. But overall, I think this is the best, one of the best of the best. Yeah, I do really enjoy Dice Throne, especially since they added the Marvel stuff. Yes. I, I do like it for that, to the point where I kind of want to just go pick up packs here and there, or maybe just mm-hmm. get like go to their actual website and just buy like Season 1 or Season 2. Right. Or both. Split it up, though. Yeah, exactly. Because I do really enjoy this game. I love the Battle Yahtzee aspect of it, but you, like you were saying, just two-player doesn't get played all that well. Right, often. exactly. I, don't, I almost never play this with anybody. And so. oh, bring it over. We'll play it. Yeah, we'll play it. That's yeah, true. And, uh, you and me still need to play more Keyforge too. Yeah, right? exactly. I still have my stuff over there, but uh, no, same here. I have all the Marvel, and I have the uh, Santa and Krampus. Um, I did not. I wasn't able to play Santa and Krampus for Christmas, so mm-hmm. I just didn't get around to it. There and was, neither did I. Too. Yeah, but uh, I do like this game a lot, so I I don't blame you. Cool. I don't know if it made my list, so but we'll see. We'll find out. That was uh, number ninety four. Dice Throne Season 1 re-rolled specifically. Okay. Alright, on to our number 93. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you? Number 93 was my 124 last time, so it actually climbed up. And here's the thing, I haven't played it since last time. There, there's a, so, there's it, games that have climbed onto my list that I haven't yeah, played. but it just, It's one of those weird outliers, but yeah. the, every time I was ranking, I'm like, man, this is a fun party game. This is 6 to 12 player party game. Minimum six, and works really well at twelve. Like I'm talking really well at twelve. Is this that party playoff one? No. Okay. No, because that could be a minimum four. Okay. Easily. This is a minimum six, which is more than resistance even, but it plays yeah. up to I think twelve, and it works really well. It's a very simple game where you're all trying to be the person to stay in longer than everybody else, right? Your last person. Is standing. this last stand? Dead last. Dead last. That's dead last. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. I love it. I love it. It's so good because it's... I have one problem with this game. And only one problem. I played it with Jim. (laughs) (laughs) That should be... That should be why it's so fun for you. Because that's why I like it. It's so ripe for... in for shenanigans, well, the it wasn't way it the works. Shenanigans is that that dude can get into everybody's head. <laughs> That's why he's so good at it. So the way the game works is simple. You have all these all the characters around, and you have all the cards that represent each character. Mm-hmm. Um, on your turn, you're simply going to vote for one person to be eliminated. Simple, right? Yep. And you, but you have ninety seconds to talk, discuss, make promises, break promises, whatever you want. Accidentally show your card to somebody. Like, talk, like, demand that they're the ones out because not only does the person who gets the most votes get eliminated, 
Everyone who didn't vote for them also gets eliminated. Yep. Oh my god, that's so mean. I do so, like that a lot. That yeah, aspect that's of it's brilliant. funny. And then, so it's going to happen in one of two... The round's going to end in one of three ways. One, the, there's one person remaining and they get the four treasure cards. Done. Done and done. Easy. My fair part's coming up. Yeah. It could be zero, where it's mutually assured destruction and everyone gets eliminated. Because if everyone gets the same number of votes, well, sorry... Or there's two people eliminated. Then it's the prisoner's, prisoner's dilemma, dilemma. Where they can either share, uh, steal from each other, or just betray. Like, it, it's hilarious. It, it's so fun. And if both people betray each other, then everyone else who got eliminated gets gold instead of them. Yeah. That's hilarious. It, if it's an absolute people riot. share, you split the loot. Yep. And if one person steals while the other person shares, then They're the, the one person... Get it. Yep. Yep. But if both people try and steal, everyone who got eliminated gets gold instead. Mm-hmm. So they, you absolutely can try and mess with the Even if you're eliminated, you can try and mess with them. It's hilarious. I love how it just breaks down into just the absolute pure shenanigans. It, it's technically player elimination, but not really, right? They're just eliminated for like a round. Yeah, it um, plays over what, <laughs> seven rounds or something like that? No, you play until a certain player has a certain, or like a certain number of the gold cards are depleted. Oh, okay. Um, but really, like, if you get eliminated right now, you still talk in the discussions. Mm-hmm. You still, like, blame people. Yeah. You just can't vote. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and after that round's done, then you come right back in, right? So it's totally fine. It works really well. Um, and it was because of just all those fond memories. I just kept pushing it up, pushing it up. And now it's back in my top 100, number 93. All right, so my number 93 uh, is continuing the fall of games. Now, I know specifically why this one has dropped. It was originally 44, and it's moved to 93. Uh, It just, it hasn't been played. It is the biggest and longest two-player game I own. And I, it, it can hold up to four player. It's a two-player game only. I, I'm telling you right now, if you play it, do not try playing it with four. You haven't played this one. This is Star Wars Rebellion. You don't think I've played this one. Have you played this one? No, I haven't played yeah, this one. Yeah, I know. All right, just making sure. Because there's only two people in our group that owns it. <laughs> I do want to play it because it's in the top 100, I believe. I believe so. It is really good. It's a great game. Um, uh, one side's playing the Rebels. The other side's playing the uh, Empire. The not Rebels, yeah. The, the Empire. And you're, you're fighting it out. The Empire is better equipped than the Rebels. The whole point of the Empire is that they want to take their Death Star and blow up the Rebel base. The rebels are trying to meet a certain amount of goals to disrupt the the uh, empire, and so it's it's a bit of a struggle. the The rebels do have a hard hard time uh, at the beginning because they don't have the resources the empire does. So I really do enjoy this, but I haven't played it in two years. I just think it's a really good game. It's a fantasy flight game, so right. therefore that tells you it's quite a long game. They say, and to the point where it's two boards, like mm-hmm. folded, uh, like four sided yeah. boards, where four fold boards. That's what I was looking four for. Four fold. Four fold boards. Quad fold. That's what it is. Together. Yeah. <laughs> That's how big the thing is. So it takes, it's a table leader for a two player game. Yeah. Because you don't want to play with four players because the way it works at a four player game is it's two versus two. One person controls the space battles, and one person controls the planet battles. And That's right. you do more of the space battles than anything else. So the person who's controlling the ground battles 
Yeah. Part, part of the game is like, well, well I'm just going to sit here and do nothing, yeah. I guess. Right. So it's it's really good game. Um, I recommend trying it for a time, but yeah, no, I love this game a lot. It's just the reason why it's dropped so much is because it hasn't been played. It's almost, it's almost dropped 50 points. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, I mean, that's a lot. Well, I mean... It, it it's all it would be better if you could really utilize the special abilities of Spock, especially when Wash is flying. All right, I mean, uh, but as soon as they hit the Stargate, what I get what, out I, of what there, I need right? is an Elgato in here, for I could just you know <laughs> go to the the and all you yeah. hear is him getting beat. I'm just saying they don't they don't need the. Just, as soon no, as they no, hit no, the no, Stargate. No, 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 move on. Move they, on. Then they have Before, to deal with the spice of the sand dunes. Like I mean, I'm just saying. I understand. How, 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 I understand. Much, how much would your students miss you tomorrow? <laughs> Probably pretty greatly. Um, they all tell me I'm their favorite teacher. <laughs> so, number Kids 92. Kids say the darndest things. <laughs> Kids say the darndest things. 92, here you all go. Right. All right, my number 92 is another one that did... Also a... another Star Trek game. No. Uh, this one also did another big drop. It went from 56 to 92, so it wasn't as big as the Star Wars Rebellion. And again, it's just because of the lack of play. But it's yeah. probably one of my go-to... Little quick uh, Arkham Horror style games. Right. This is Arkham Horror Yahtzee, or otherwise known as Elder Sign. Oh, Arkham Yahtzee. <laughs> Arkham sure. Yahtzee. It's it's a really great game. I have a, a great time. I only have the base game. I don't have any of the expansions. I heard the expansions are really good with this game. I just don't play it. And in fact, this one is basically you're going to different things. You're trying to investigate. You're rolling dice to uh, meet certain um, symbols. If tentacles are rolled and they have like a trigger for those, bad things happen. You can lock dice on your character at that place if you don't succeed. So someone could go out there and try to use that die for the um, the checks. It's a really fun game. Um, it's gotten to the point where I prefer playing it with like two or three people. I, I yeah. don't want to play with a full contingent because it just, I like the quick pace when it's with a smaller group. Uh, but I still really enjoy pulling it out and um, getting it played when it gets to the table. It just hasn't been in a while. And this is another reason why it's dropped because I have another game that I go to for Arkham Horror now. Yep. But um, if I'm going to show Eldritch Horror, Ar- Ar- Arkham Horror type stuff to new gamers, I'm going to use oh, this one it. rather than anything else elder sign is fairly simple and really really fun nice my number 92 and feel free to try and guess this one this was my 95 last year so it went up a few but it is my first stefan feld of the list so it was on the last time we did it yes so i know it's not oracle delphi it's not aquasphere it's not aquasphere nor is it bora bora those are all new ones Castles of Tuscany? No. Trajan? No. Ooh. In fact, this is a two-player only. Oh, is it the Revolution? That's 18... right. Revolution of 1828. Yeah. Awesome. Like, all you do is take a token, deal with it, put it on that corresponding quadrant <laughs> or uh, area. Whoever has the most tokens in that area wins that area. Is he the one that did the Pillars of the Earth two-player? Yes. That one's better. (laughs) I I like them both. I like them both a lot. No, I do like this one. But this one, I like, I love the comboing. If you're the last one to take a token, you get to take another token. Mm. If you get certain ones, you get combos. If you get, uh, if you do slander, you can, you might be able to completely mess with your opponent. It's hugely valuable to have slander, but mm. 
it's risky at the same time. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of ifs, ifs and thens. You know, I like the combo nature of it. You and me had a blast playing it. But my, the my last favorite... time you and I played it was the first time we played it. Yeah, and the thing I also liked about that one is both of us, because you had originally won. Yes. But then we both looked down as we're clicking. <gasps> oh. And then, you and then it pushed me, me over the top. Two points or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, when we played that, that was how memorable that game was. Yeah. That's the last time I've played this I did game. really enjoy that one. Right? Exactly. And that was at your old place. Yeah. That's how long ago that was. Yeah. It was before the lockdowns even. Yeah, I was like, what, 2019? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. it was a long while ago. And so I think it was for one of your Tucson runs you picked it up. Yeah, uh, Because you were visiting your family down there or mm -hmm. something like that. Yep. That, I, that's a really good one. Um, I, I like the tug-of-war aspect of it because you're basically trying to control yeah. three or four different areas to get points and win. Exactly. So I did enjoy it a lot. Like I said, I prefer the Pillars of the Earth one. Sure. Um I forget what that one's called, but that one was fun. Builders of the Pillars of the Earth. Builders of the Pillars of the Earth, yeah. yeah. By the way, I finally got a copy of Pillars of the Earth. I know, I want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> I know what we're doing tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe. Right. No, that was my number 92, Revolution of 1828, Stefan Feld. Praise be. Mm -hmm. Moving on to our 91s. 91. Hey, speaking of Stefan Feld. This was 91 last year, and it stayed in its exact same spot. Okay. <laughs> so Except weird. Stefan Feld. Yeah, I think okay. it's the only one that actually has stayed in its same spot in the entire list. Is it Trajan for you? No. Okay. All right, so now I have to guess it now. Um, Carpe Diem? Nope. I mean, it can't be Castle think, Burgundy. Uh, I don't think Carpe Diem is in my top 100. Okay, it can't be Castle Burgundy. I know that would be higher. Okay. Right? I'm right, right? We'll see. Okay. I'm assuming that's right. I don't think you played Castles of Tuscany by then. Did you? I, I but, but at the original time, no. At that time, no. Okay. So, 91. Oh, what are some of his older ones now? It's Is, not that old. I know it's not that old, but like... Merlin. Yes. Merlin. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, keep going. Uh, Merlin, it's... Stefan Feld's roll and move. He actually made roll and move fun. Because you have. 247 for me. Yeah, I don't blame you. You only played it the one time. The one Honestly, time. I think if you played it, we've played it more, you would like it more. Probably. Because what happens, you get four dice, three of your color and a white die. And I think the Arthur expansion gives you a fifth die. It's a black die. But, anyways, going back to base game, you mm -hmm. rolling four die. You use your four die to move Merlin so many places. So if you use a three, he moves three spots clockwise. Or uh, your character clockwise on the Rondo. Yes. Uh, and then whenever your character lands, you get to do that specific ability. Yep. However, if you're using your white die, you can move Merlin forward or backwards how many spaces. And the big thing about that is, is not only are you helping yourself by moving Merlin a certain, like moving forward, because I know Danny really wants to go to that spot and Merlin's mm -hmm. the only one that can hit it for him. So, what if I move Merlin two spaces? Because, one, I really do need to go to this spot. Yeah. And, two, he didn't roll a one, so he can't go back one right. space to hit that spot. So, I love that aspect of it. It's it's slightly mean, but it's more so you're still getting something really good out yes. of it, as well as blocking your opponents from doing something they really need to do. That's right. Because there's a little area control in it. This There's a little... You want to put your specialty workers in certain tents and stuff like mm -hmm. that. There's a lot going on in this game. It's uh, For me, it's kind of like Trajan, where oh. 
you dabble at a little of everything you have because in Trajan you have like the three areas you got the the well, war, you have more than three you have but, six areas yeah but it's like like the three, the three parts of the board sure. in yeah. a sense because you have the the war area then you have the senate area and then you have like the market area where there's like there's many spots that you can go to in those areas and Merlin's kind of like that only it's like you got a little area control over here and then you got a little um set collections over here or resource over here and so you got to be smart about how you're playing it i do really dig this game i need to get it played more and that's part of the reason why one of my game goals this year is just to play more games off my shelf this is one of those at the top of my list that i want to get played again yeah and so my number 91 still my number 91 merlin awesome my number 91 used to be 49 so oh, hey, that's a pretty yeah. big drop like it's a pretty big drop Sanuve Rosenberg. It's not in his two-player line, is it? It is. Oh, uh, it's Patchwork? Patchwork. It's Patchwork. Yeah. Well, I was, Again, if you didn't guess it right away, I would have said it's not about farming. <laughs> because there's that. that's Patchwork. Um, there's a there's like two or three that aren't about farming, but kind of. I mean, there's more than that. I'm, I'm being facetious. There's, there's much more than that. But, yeah, his two-player line, Patchwork, one of the best two-player games that I own. Uh, two-player exclusive. There's a cool little polyomino game. I don't tend to like polyominoes that much, but this is certainly one of them. Uh, you move the pawn one, two, or three spaces. Take the tile. That costs you time and buttons. Buttons are the currency. Mm-hmm. Um, however, certain tiles will cover up spaces, less eliminating negative points. But also, you're trying to get like maybe a 7x7 seven seven grid to get a bonus at the end. Mm-hmm. But also, some of those tiles have... Uh, buttons printed onto them, them yep. which every time you're you move a certain number of time you get that as income so yep. every round you can do that but then you also move at that number of time spaces and since you are playing against one other player you're leapfrogging overdoing it so whoever's for this back always gets to take the next turn so it's such a cool little puzzle you could combo it where you get multiple turns in a row mm-hmm. then finally jump ahead and then you'll be set for a while let them pick up like the pieces of wherever they were trying to figure out like oh if i'm going to jump ahead how do I want to put it in a place where you're going to get a tile that's not very good? Or this tile is more beneficial to me because it fits better in this spot. And I'm trying to yeah. fill out my grid. Because you and, have to fill out your grid or else it's going to give you negative points. Yeah, every space is negative two points. Which, you know, the first couple times you play this, you're going to end up with a negative score. Like, mm-hmm. it's really difficult. Last time I played this game, and it's probably going to be the last time I played this game, yeah. I had negative five points. Yeah, that's not bad, actually. Yeah, it's not bad. That was the third time I played it, and I was still in the negatives. Well, I mean, get good. Um, Honestly, I just, I'm kidding. I don't really care much for this one. I, yeah. Again, two players don't get played all that right. much here anyway. So, But yeah, and it's the thing. It's like, he does it in like all his other stuff, too. Yeah. Like Feast for Odin, you have to play the patchwork grid game or it's yes. negative points at the end of the game. Oh, yeah. You, uh, you have to feed your people. He's always about those negative points. Yeah, yeah, he's always about the negative points. Now, it, it works. I get why, because, I mean... If you have holes in a quilt, yeah. that's that's really it's unpleasant. It's not doing its job. It's not doing its job. It kind of defeats the point. It's like, last thing you want to do is snuggle up in a warm quilt and have have your rear be exposed well, to the elements. A, it's a good thing quilters aren't like restaurant people. It's just an open face quilt. It's an open face <laughs> quilt. That would be great. Would you like a quilt a jour? Yeah. yeah right. Uh, goodness. So this is 91, right? How do you like your quilt? Over easy, please. <laughs> <laughs> Medium rare. 
<laughs> I think it's 91. Where are we going with this? Yes, 91. Okay, so we're moving to 90. 90. Let me turn off. So, earlier, you were talking about a game in your in your collection that you only... that It's probably only in the top 100 because of the theme. Mm-hmm. This is a very dark, macabre theme. This one's worse. This one's more macabre than yours. And this is a card game that you and I played. And the I Bloody Inn? The Bloody Inn. It... it because, yes, you can be that guy who kills people in Abomination. You will be, be that, that person yeah. in this one. Yeah. That's how you win. You People are coming to your to your inn. They may or may not make it out. We'll see. I mean, it's like, but, you know, they pay you a dollar if they leave happily. Like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, you might get some good money. So it's it's all, you never have enough time to do everything you want. You always kind of want to trade in for some stuff. Bear, or kill a few people, bribe some people to make it easier to kill them. Yeah, you want to bury the bodies, especially if, if police officers show up. Because yeah. then you have to bribe them and pay them to go away. Like, there's nothing about this game that it's like, oh, you're being good people. No, yeah, you can't no, choose no, to no. opt to do that. We're basically freaking the Bates Motel. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, it's, it's straight up, we're just luring terrible people in. And what I like about it, too, is that, it, you know, if you if you're okay with that theme, it's worth it. I, I get why some people, people aren't, yeah. but the art on it is so dark. It's so creepy and it fits it well. Like not the way that it's like almost abstract, the way they, they look, mm-hmm. everything has dark contrasted. It looks really scratchy. It looks like it was haphazardly painted, but it looks good at the same time. The whole motif of it, I like everything it makes yeah, sense. No, yeah. I, I want to pick up a copy for myself. That's how much yes. I like it because there's a good solo mode in it. I, I heard. I haven't played the solo mode. I don't try to play that. But after you and I played it, I was enamored with it. Then I played it a few months later at another person's house and taught them because they just happened to have a copy. And it's not a super common game around here. No. And so I was like, I'll teach you. And then we sat down and played a four-player game. And it was, yeah, it's a hard learning curve at first. But once they get past that hurdle, after I left, they said they played it again right after I left. The big thing about that is that rule book is a little bit meh. Because yeah. it doesn't because ex- it explains everything, but then it's like, oh, if the police are there, they didn't explain that the police symbol is the gun, right? And so yeah, they, it didn't clarify that yeah. in the rules. So that was at least not that we saw. Yeah, so and that was it's a little thrown still out. so good. It was fantastic, and and this is brand new to my list. So mm-hmm. the yeah. bloody inn, number ninety. Uh, yeah, so that was that yeah. was really fun. And it's like, they're multi-use cards. I, I love multi-use cards. Yeah. You can use them as the currency. You can use them to trade for other cards. You can use them for the for the uh, building. You have to, or bribe them. Though. Or bribe them for their action ability. Like, yeah. I, it's super cool how it works. If they put a happy theme on it, like, I don't think it would totally work, but, like, I think I a lot of people would fall in love, love with what thing. it does yeah. if they did do that. I understand why some people don't like it, but it was sure. really good. Yeah, it's a dark theme. Yep. Moving into where I'm 90, right? Number 90. This is the fourth game that is new to my list, but this one was actually ranked beforehand. This is the one I was talking about. Like, I haven't played it since I did the last ranking, and it just kind of jumped in here because I like this game a lot, and it's one of the ones I don't own. Mm. Our mutual friend Dom owns this one. It's a worker placement game about building cities underwater. (laughs) Underwater cities. Well, I'm trying to think of what game has underwater cities in it. Um, <laughs> so it was my. It's not Aquasphere. It was uh, 108 originally, 
And I, I like this one a lot. Uh, it's just not something I need to pick up for myself. C-Lab? No. Oh, God. He's going to be like this the whole time. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's it's a phenomenal game. It's a great worker placement game. Mm-hmm. But, again, as I was mentioning, it's not something I need to own. It's I, I think it's a little bit more on the fiddly side than yeah. my wife would like. Abyss. Yeah, you're getting ahead of yourself over here. I don't, I don't, I don't. No, you said underwater. Like, oh no, they don't have cities in that one. Never mind. Uh, go on. Sorry. No, no. Aquatica. Is that it? Mm, I'm going to dive, but. <laughs> underwater cities, my number <laughs> 90. All right, on to our number 89. <laughs> and he's. We're halfway through our, our episode today, guys, and he's already given up. I love this. So it makes me truly happy inside. My number eighty nine was originally number seventy three. I remember this one originally was my surprise when we did our original mm-hmm. top one hundred because we had only played it the one time and as like long shot the dice game, um, it was fairly recent when we did the original right. one. I haven't played it since, but it's still in my top one hundred. This one is Juicy Fruits. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I still really do like it. I own a copy. It's another one that uh, I was talking about with, like, Merlin. I want to get to the table again. And so it stayed in my top 100. It moved only, like, 16 spots. So mm-hmm. it didn't fall too, too far like some of these other games. It's, it's phenomenal. It's it, it's like those slide puzzles when you were growing up as a kid. But this one is, like, you slide a piece of fruit and you, you get that many pieces back or... Uh, it's like a fruit uh, disc, or yep. it allows you to do some other stuff on the board. Basket. Yeah. There you go, basket. And you get that many fruit, depending on how many spaces you moved it. So you want to take stuff off your board, put it elsewhere, like your boats, ship them out for contracts, because it allows you to open more space to get more resources. Good, chunky wooden pieces for the resources. Uh, great components. Uh, I remember when we first played it, you were teaching the game. It took us longer to learn the game than to actually play the game. And both you and me were just like, wow, that was so good. It's still very memorable. And it's been a year and a half, almost two years since we last played it. But that's how much I I was enamored with it then. I'm still enamored with it now. I want to get it played again because Mm -hmm. it was that good. I really enjoyed this one a lot. So my number 89, Juicy Fruits. Good choice. My number 89 is the second largest drop in the game, in my list. This was number 16. Wow. And and I still very much enjoy it. I want to add that on there. I very much still enjoy it. But I have found over the years that I just play it less and less. And it does kind of overstay its welcome a little bit um, in the first round. And this is our first crossover. Already, huh? Yep. First crossover uh, overstays its welcome. What was the other thing you said? Um, specifically, it overstays its welcome in the first round of three. Time's up. Time's up. And that's just because the, the 40 <sighs> cards, like, the first half of the game, or the first round of the three rounds... Is the longest. Is longer than the other two combined. Yeah. And then when, and it's just because I don't want to teach it again and again. Like, I still will happily throw this on, on the table and say, let's play Time's Up. And I will have a blast every single time. Mm-hmm. But that first initial phase where everyone's just, like, passing around that same card that has, like, like just somebody who nobody knows. And it's like the, we were stuck it's in the It's like card. something from, uh, like, 
yeah. for people our age as a song or something for yeah. or a movie when from like the 50s. Cathedral. It's like, why? <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Or a yeah. book that uh, I'm one and me and my other friend are readers. Yes. Uh, my wife is really getting into reading lately. Yeah. But when authors come up or a book series comes up and it's not something very familiar, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard. To... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so hard. To, it's hard to justify that. But, I mean... I still love the game a lot. And mm-hmm. it'll probably just climb up, honestly. I think it was kind of a fluke that it was this low. But I'm speculating. It, yeah, time's up. Exactly what you said. That's it's my number 89. It's a phenomenal game. Yeah. All right. Uh, that was 89, right? Yep. Moving on. I already right. said mine. Mine was Juicy Fruits. 88. That would be me. This is another new one to my list. Fifth one so far. Uh, but this one, again, just like Underwater Cities, uh, this has climbed into the top 100 it originally was ranked 124 okay. and i know why this it's because one of those things i was telling you about it gets played a lot more yes um because after having a big grandiose game of let's say role player adventures or something uh, we just want something that little filler a little quick card game this one's by pentasaurus this is actually my favorite Panasaur's little quick card game in a sense, because um, they've got quite a few. Yeah, they have quite a few. But it's not a roll and write. This is a, just a strictly card game. And I could be wrong on that one, but yeah, I think this is the, the highest one there. And this is the game. Specifically, the game on fire is what it's called. I have the yep. prettier version, the target version. I still haven't shown you the game quick and easy, have I? No, you haven't. That's the two-player version, right? No, that's the, the 52-card deck. Okay, but I do. I do really like. Deck. I do really like the the game because oh. it's you're basically playing into four piles, two piles that go up, two piles that go down, and you have to play either in ascending order or descending order. So, but you're required to play a card, one or two, right? Uh, one or two. Yeah, but you, but must you are play required one. one. Yeah. And so it's just like, don't play in that pile, right? I got the card perfectly for that pile. Because what happens is if you're going in descending order or ascending order, if you play a 10 of that, so like say the number is 21, mm-hmm. and you play a 31, it allows you to move your, your descending back up. So which allows people to start playing the 20s again. So you got to be careful how you do it. It's like, hey, hey, let me do this real quick. Boom, boom, there. Now we're, we went from yep. 21, we went to 31 to 30. So it's phenomenal. I really do enjoy this game. And you're just playing out the deck. You have to play all the cards out. I have so much fun with it. It's a nice little filler game. It helps out a lot just to get this quick quickly done. So yeah, my number 88, the game. Awesome. My number 88 is, we're going to go through a whole series of ones that just fell, apparently. Uh, my number 88 was number 22. Ooh, here's a big drop right here. Yep. Your number was 88 number, was 22? Was 22. Wow. And this is a, a Euro game that you and I both really like. It's a dice Euro game where we are heading along the Oregon Trail, prevent or trying to avoid disasters. Oh, Pioneer Days. Pioneer Days. Mm. Yeah, and you know, this is just another one of those examples. I haven't played it in a really long time. I don't even I was struggling to remember how to play it, yeah. honestly. And so, like, that that was definitely a factor. It's like it's if a good I, game. If I can remember, it's like, oh, well, like, say, um, I'm going to do one of those lower. Dead last. I can tell you exactly how that game Another plays. thing about it, too, is, like, I, I don't remember how it plays. Yeah. And I only remember a few memorable moments on it. Yes. That's, that was one of the things. It's like, 
okay, this game, I know how to play it. I remember how to do, or like some of the stuff that just made me go, okay, yeah, I really like that. And then the other one's like, huh, well, I'm going to pick this one. There there was a (laughs) number of games where where it paired up and I was like, I don't remember how to play either of these. I'm just going to have to assume I think I remember how much I enjoyed it then. Yeah. And that, that hurt my list quite a bit. And I think that hurt this one specifically. It's just because I have not played in so long. I could see that, yeah. I, I'm, I know it's never going to leave my collection. I I adore this game. Your son likes it, too. My, did he ever play it? He played it with us at my house. Yeah, I don't remember that. He, that's he, the problem. He really enjoyed That's the one thing I remember about it. In he two enjoyed, years, I've played over a thousand games. He enjoyed playing the chaos. He liked the the start the set up the because he knew. Oh yeah, he started breaking things. That's right. That's right. No wonder it fell. That's right. He was causing everything to die. Shenanigans, and he won the game because he kept screwing us over. It was very effective strategy. No, that was really good, man. And he's only thirteen now, so he probably was like eleven or or ten. I think he was eleven. Yeah. Because it was at my own place. I've been here a year. Yes. So it was before all the lockdowns, so it's either late 2019, early 2020. I, in fact, I know it was late 2019. So it would have had to have been when he was 10. Yeah, I, I remember it was late 2019 because I think I sold it in our trip in 2020 before all the lockdowns happened. That explains it. Yeah, the Pioneer Days, my number 88. There you go. All right, moving to 87, starting with you. 87, my favorite number. This one dropped from 76, not too far. I know you absolutely hate this game, and you're going to... And that doesn't mean much. It's uh, Reiner Knizia, that game that you really want oh, to dislike. Oh, oh, Cities. oh, Math the Board Game, okay. Oh, no. oh sorry, Math sorry. the Card Game. Math the Card Game, yes, <laughs> get it right, there is a board. Um, no, Lost Cities is fantastic. I mean, it's it's very simple. It, it's almost like a press your luck in a way. You're playing cards in ascending order, mm-hmm. um, and you can have multipliers beforehand, but you have to make those deals before you set out on your expedition, which makes sense. Now, every expedition that you start, no matter what, will be minus 20 points at the end of the game. And that's on purpose because that makes sense. You know, if you set out to actually go do something, Mm -hmm. if I'm like, I'm going to go to South Africa, I'm going to go find this thing, you know, you, you're, it's going to cost money. And your goal is to bring back these treasures and these, and these findings to gain profit. So... You have to trust that you know what you're doing when you play each of those each of those rows. You could avoid negative points real simply by just not playing cards in those rows. But that's also, you don't gain points by doing that. You just avoid the negatives. It's a great little two-player card game. Um, it, it works off of the idea that, like, Gin Rummy, for example, if I discard a card, you could take the top card of the discard pile. I'd rather play Gin Rummy. Well, the problem with Gin Rummy is that if I discard a card into our discard pile... That's the only card that only the next player can take because everyone has to discard. So the problem is, if somebody if somebody picks up that card, take it in, and you're two players away from me, and you want the card I discarded, there's no way you can get it mathematically. This has five different discard piles, so I can discard one thing here, pick up something from there, you can pick it from there. It works. It works really well. I'm glad I'm putting him to sleep because I think this game is awesome. Lost City, 76, doesn't get much better. That's my number 87. Uh, let's put it this way. I played both Lost Cities, the board game, and Lost Cities, and uh-huh. can't stand either single one of them. And sure. it's funny because people are talking about, like, there's another version of Lost Cities, the board game. I think it's called Celtus. Celtus. That's the one that won the spiel. Yeah. 
And I'm like, well, I didn't like that one, and I don't like that one. I don't think I'm going to like that one. Though it's pretty, because I saw it on the the uh, Dice Tower Top 100. I think mm-hmm. it was on one disease list. Yeah. It's a pretty-looking game, because of the yeah. stones and stuff like that. Mm-mm, not going to play. So my number 87 is actually one of the few games that moved up from the original list. Oh. Moved up 13 spots. It originally was number 100. And now it is 87. And I think it's because some of the expansions, I like some of the characters that were added in the expansion. Um, I've played it a couple times now, uh, since the last time we played it. Uh, A few times, actually. And this is Disney Villainous. Oh, okay. I do really enjoy it. I still think Prince John is one of my favorite characters, and that was in the base game. Yep. But the fact that they've added Lotso Bear from Pixar... um, Madam Mim, one of your favorite characters. Mad Madam Mim. Mad Madam Mim. And some of the other stuff, like the Gaston characters. Uh, I like the Dr. Facilier from... Yeah, um, he's fun. Uh, Prince of, not Prince of, Prince of the Frog. Yep. Princess of the Frog. So I love some all the characters they get. And in fact, because um, I had three that I had in here of Villainous. I had Star Wars and Marvel and Disney. And I'm like, I like Star Wars Villainous. I need to play it more. Yeah, I like some of the stuff that they added to it. So I took that out. I'm okay with Marvel Villainous. To the point, it was also on sale when Tiny Towns and New York Zoo was on sale. Yeah, and you passed and it I up. And I passed it up for the other two because yeah. it's it's fine, but I have Disney and I have Marvel. I don't, or I mean, I have Disney and Star Wars. I don't need Marvel. Right. Yeah, exactly. I would play Star Wars. I don't care about Marvel. The, the Marvel Villainous, what I like about it is that there's... Which is group, all about Disney, Disney, and Disney, Disney right? Yeah, well, yeah, is that the it's a group fate deck. Yes. I like that aspect of it. It's intriguing sure. how that works. But all in all, um, Disney Villainous is still by far my favorite out of the three. Maybe Star Wars Villainous will overtake it, but uh, because they keep adding really cool characters, I love the way a lot of them work so differently. And I love the game of Villainous yeah. because it's we all have our own personal goals. And you have a... Um, really cool player piece that you're moving across your board to do different things for yourself. If you go here, it allows me to pull a fate deck on someone. It allows me to gain some power tokens. It allows me to put out a hero or move something in my thing mm-hmm. to meet my end game goal. I love everything about this game. I'm not surprised it moved up. And in fact, the fact that it moved up says something how good this game is because there has been a lot of movement in my my yes. my thing. And a lot and, of it's moving down. And this was one hundred yeah. and went up. So yeah. that was saying something. So my number eighty seven, Disney Villainous. I like it. I understand uh, by the way, never play it with the full contingency. You can play it with like oh, yeah. five. Three people. is like the most. Three is or four. I'm okay with four if you're playing with people who are familiar with the sure. game. If okay. you're teaching the game, three yeah. at three. the most. Yeah. <laughs> I think I honestly think only two should be if you're teaching it. Yeah, well, I agree. But yeah. if you're teaching two new players and you're playing with them, it's fine because yeah. it allows it's you okay. to concentrate on yeah. your thing that you know how to do and it allows you to teach how your other people are. Because I played it recently with five players mm-hmm. uh, and one of them was new. The other people, I don't have to worry about them. I can explain how their character works by just, I'm like, okay, now I get how your character works. You want to kind of do this. And so I just concentrate on helping them while everybody else knows how to do their job. So you guess my ranking. Uh, it's not in your top 100 then. Nope. So I'm going to say 260. 154. Not bad. It's actually pretty high. <laughs> yeah. Just barely missed it. Moving to 86, right? 86. 
to me. All right. So my number 86 is the sixth new game out of 44 on my list. This is going to take a while. <laughs> this is a game that you taught me. It's a beautiful So it must be pretty good. It's a beautiful game. I actually Wait, hold on. I taught you and it's a beautiful game? Yes, you taught me cuz you like the game. My wife bought it for me for my Christmas gift and you showed it to me how it works cuz you already knew how to do it. It is from Keymaster. Oh, yeah, okay. Parks. Yeah, Parks. Um, specifically parks because I took trails out because I would play. I'd rather play parks over trails. I put both. Uh, they play pretty differently, but yeah, they also play kind of the same. Yeah. But, so I was like, you know what? Out of the two, if I had to choose between these two, I'd yeah. choose parks. And yeah. So that's why I took it out. But if you want a smaller version of this that still plays really well, trails hands down. But parks is, it's got that. Um, I think they call it a ratchet effect, where yeah. you go as far as you want, yeah. but you can't go back. Right. And so you want to be smart at how you're doing it because you want to go to get certain resources. Oh, wait, someone's already there. Well, I got to move a little forward. I can't share a spot with someone else. But if I go here and get this, then I can take another turn and go here and get this. And then I can jump ahead of you. Yeah. I love that mechanism. It is probably one of my favorite ones as of late to do because it's just like the, another one uh, that does it trekking through history and yes. quite a few other stuff. I've found more and more. I like that because it kind of lets you set up your plan. Okay. If I go here and do this, then I can do this, this, and this before I have to go ahead of them and wait another turn. So I could do yeah. three things before they can even take their next turn. I kind of really enjoy that. But even then, the other person's like, I know it's, I'm going to have to wait on a few times. But if I get something I really, really need for me to go over mm -hmm. there and get one of these gold cards that are over there, then, you know, it's worth it for me. So, 100%. Yep. I love that aspect of this game. It's a gorgeous production. The art on this is cool. It's about going through the different national parks. Uh, in fact, I play this over trekking the national parks. Yeah. Oh, I know that. <laughs> no, the art, art is really good about with this one, too. Uh, I love the, the cards. I need to play the expansion Nightfall, and I want to get the other expansion. So do I. <laughs> it's still it's fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But uh, parks. <laughs> Well, how about this? I'll bring it out tomorrow and you can play the expansion. And I'll steal it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, my number... What is this? Okay, 86. This is my biggest drop. And again, this is because I have not played this game in very long. And so much to the point where I, I vaguely what, remember it how 10? it was. It was number 12. And it's 86 now? And it's 86 wow. now. And it has nothing to do with how good or bad the game is. I know it's better than I 86. I think I have a bigger drop than you. Maybe, you might. I know this Obvious game is I better. I know this game is better. But I have not played it in so long that how much can I keep justifying putting it at number 12 when I it never hits the table? Stefan Feld. Trajan? Yes. Okay. Trajan. I, I don't blame you. I know Trajan is that good. It, it's a... It's... Oh... But it doesn't so hit the it, table. It doesn't hit the table. Yeah. yeah. It hasn't hit it's the table in like four what, or five years. It's one of his heavier ones. Yeah. Like super heavy. Speaker Witch. He did you see the the new city collection that they're gonna do? Uh one of the not the next set, but the one afterwards. It's gonna be a minis game. There's going to be minis Let, in let's, it. Let's let's <laughs> talk about this after, okay? Uh, no, I haven't heard anything about this. But now I need to. Based okay. on one of his old pirate games. <laughs> the rum and pirate and rums or rum and yeah. pirates? 
But yeah, Trajan <laughs> is my number eighty-six. But um, it's it's so good. I understand why it yeah. dropped though. Yeah, it's you have the Rondell mini game, and when you put your tokens on the spot, you get joined into the other mini game, and there's six different mini, mini games, games that do all different yeah. things. Oh. You can either have area control on Italy, or you can, or um, you're of Europe, really. You have the war uh, game up in the north. <laughs> yeah, you have the little comboy thing where you're getting extra control actions. the Senate in you the have, south. You're trading goods. You're getting more bonus tiles for your. I mean. Like controlling the Senate, yeah. It, there's so much going on, so much, but it's awesome. It's just, so good. I need to play it again. In fact, there was actually when doing this ranking, there was a number of games where I thought about starting to track them. Where it's like I literally don't remember how to play some of those, like mm. in, in any aspects. And I'm like, I need to make sure that hits the table again, so I can justify just how much I enjoyed it. Like, and I know I'm gonna play them and go, why haven't I been playing this lately? And oh, I mean, I'll have, to, I'll have to look it up, but. Uh, from what I'm seeing here, it didn't make my top 100. And yeah. You know how much I love that game. Yeah, yeah, Trajan's awesome. Yeah, so that's my number 86 because. In fact, of that. I own a copy of Trajan. I haven't played, but I wanted to own it because it's yeah. Stefan Feld. Yeah, why not? All so, right, Trajan, number 86. All right, moving on to 85. 85. My number 85 is new to my list technically, and I realized that the reason it's new to my list is because when I originally had it on, I did my 285 games last time. I just excluded putting it on there for whatever reason i don't know why hmm. resistance yeah i know you don't like it but like that goes always over really well in my group and for some reason it was not on my list at all so i it's technically new to my list probably wouldn't have been but it's new to my list resistance five to ten players it is social deduction but every level of what you're doing is will tell you a little bit of information there is one person who is picking who goes on the team they can either choose themselves and claim that they're one of the good guys, and obviously they're only going to pick good guys, but Not they don't him. know for sure. Um, or you might guy. be the spy, um, which everyone claims that I am, which is only true some of the times. Um, Every single social deduction game I have played with you, and surprisingly, one of my least favorite uh, mechanisms or game styles of games, yes. I have played quite a bit. You yes. have been a villain at least yeah. <laughs> in every single yeah. game. Hey, you know, so out of all the Steven Rhodes games, the let, let's call the Exorcist one, that's the social deduction one, kind of. I mean, it's not really. It's a hidden role, really. But since you change the roles every round, I think you might I actually... Might enjoy it. You might, you might be able to that tolerate that. That might be that. the second exception to the role, because right. there's only one social deduction game I will willingly play. Deception? Mm. Right? Yeah. I didn't exactly. even make my top 100. No. Yeah, just because you're willing to play another game, <laughs> you're that excited. But no, the resistance has always just gone so well in my group, and it really should have been on the list. And and I think the only reason it wasn't before is because I neglected to put it on for whatever reason. I've played this one. I've played um, the what is it, Avalon? Avalon. Yeah. I've played One Night Ultimate Werewolf. I played. Uh, there was another one. I, I I do take it back. I do you played like, actual mafia. I do actual like werewolf. regular mafia. And that's just because of the guy who runs it. I, yes, I, the, yeah. the man who, uh, the guy who ran it, I'm going to say his name, Terrence, is a phenomenally good yeah. person, and he's great at running mafia. Yes. <laughs> he makes the story like he'll he'll tell you come in full character. Mm. Yeah, it is hilarious. Uh, but most social deduction games, I can't stand. And uh, this was actually my introduction to social deduction game. Okay, intro social deduction at the shop. Yep. 
with some people I would not want to play games with again. That might have permanently ruined your, <laughs> or soured your experience on social deduction just because of that experience. No, because I played it's it almost with, traumatic at this point. I've played other ones that are really good, or like uh, with good gaming groups. Uh, yeah. There's that that Cuban one where you have a cigar box. Ah, uh, Mafia de Cuba. Yeah. yeah, that one was fine, but I still didn't enjoy myself. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I enjoyed the group that I played with too because it was our mutual. Uh, by yeah. the way, speaking of Jim, this isn't one of the kind of games you don't want to play with him because <laughs> no. he can work that system. Like there was a game of Deception Murder in Hong Kong, yeah. where he was like, "Danny's the before we even started, Danny's the 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 killer." Yeah, which you were by <laughs> the way. Yeah. He was your accomplice! Out of, like, 12 people, too. That's the funniest part. He was your accomplice, It was too. really unlikely that I was going to be the killer, and I just happened to be the... He was the killer. And on top and of that... Jim was his accomplice. And, <laughs> I, like, my favorite part about that entire game, when we played Deception Murder, which is why it's it's not on my list, I don't think, but um, the reason why I like that game so much and I bought a copy is because... How well my friend Jim like manipulated that. He's like, oh yeah. So when Danny's the the murderer, the, the, and he kept playing that, and like, and that became this running meme while our game head geek was explaining the game. Yeah. And then finally, he told everybody, close your eyes now, murder. Open your eyes. And I look up, and he looks over at me and goes, like, and he had to like force force himself not to, to just laugh. <laughs> you know, he would have. He was almost in tears, struggling not to laugh at that point. Because I would have given everything away instantly. Yep. It could not have, we could not have asked for a better moment, and that was it. That was hilarious. All right, so that was your number... 85. 85. My number 85 is another big drop. And mind you, I kind of know why this dropped, but I'm surprised it dropped this far. It was originally 46, and now it's 85. And it's probably because we haven't played it in a while. Yeah. It is the one game we talk about the most about memorable moments. And I'll give you uh-huh. one clue. New Orleans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That caused that memorable... That's why we put memorable moments on our list. This, because of that ga- this game. And it's Lewis and Clark, The Expedition. Yeah. The dice game is fun. Yeah, I would fine. play this one over the dice game any day of the week. In fact, Agreed. I actually left both of them in there, and I think the dice game was in the 200s. Yeah. <laughs> because this game is so good, it didn't need a dice game. And I know like some people like they prefer the dice game. I don't know why. This is pure and simple race game. We talk about New Orleans because our friend, and we talked about it on the podcast before, he went all the way back to the tip of Louisiana yep. and beat us. Yes. Because at one point, it's just like, we're going into like the second set of mountains. We're, uh-huh. We just crossed the first mountains. He's like, hi, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs> he just launches right <laughs> off the Because it's technically a race game. Like mm-hmm. It's a victory point track, right? Yeah. But it's really just the, the campsite where you're saving. Yeah. First one to get to the West Coast wins. Wins, yeah. And he was going negative. <laughs> he was going away from us, and we're like, "There's no way you're gonna." You catch and me up. are like, "You're like, I'm, I got, you're like, I got to catch up to you because I'm already getting close." Yeah, to the you and me were neck and neck the whole time. <laughs> and, Next thing we know, it's like he invented the motor boat or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. But I love this game a lot. This is uh, one of the few games. That <laughs> Lewis, you- Clark, and Tesla. That's what it was. <laughs> Uh, so it just introduced um, Vintage Utrecht art to me as well. This mm-hmm. is one of the first few games I played of his artwork, which is phenomenal, by yes. the way. Um, I love the little worker placement aspect of it. Yep. I love the resource management of it because you need the resources to do this. You want to make sure you're at even because you have to go back if you don't set your new campsite. This so, is what we need to get back to the table. Yeah, this was a phenomenal game. I really enjoyed it. I know yep. why it fell because... 
The last time we played it was during the lockdown, and that was the digital we version. Online, uh, and yes. We played on Board Game Arena. That's where we got that memorable moment where he's just <laughs> came back from the back. Yeah, but it was it was fantastic. Oh, such a good game. It for an older game too. It's really still t- stands the test of time. Yes, most certainly. Number eighty five, Lewis and Clark, the expedition from forty six to eighty five. Eighty four. Ah, starting with me, we're almost to the end. This is my seventh new game to the list. Um, and it's because one of my favorite things in the whole wide world is history. Mm-hmm. This is probably one of my favorite historical times. This is the space race. We played this in a four-player game, and it was phenomenal. This is one small step. Yep. We're racing to the moon. You and Dong were playing the Russians. Yep. Me and Bryce, uh, our friend Game Head Geek, was playing the Americans. And it was just like, at first, I was like, I don't know how this team thing was going to work. I don't know how I'm going to like the team yeah. aspect of it. And then you could just hear like, well, if you do this and this and this. And then he and Bryce were talking about, well, if you do this and this. You just hear the whispering on the side and then you start yeah. playing the characters Which out. I think at the time was the very first time Dom and I had been on a team together. <laughs> like, we don't tend to play many team games, but that worked. Yeah, yeah. And the Gamehead Geek and me have been friends for years. In fact, it's because of you we became friends. Because we met at the original crew of uh, at the game shop when they were yep. in their old, old place. Yep. And him and me have been playing games a lot. We haven't really played a lot of team games, but uh-huh. because we get along so well, we were able to figure out and barely eke out the win yep. just by doing something. It's like, okay, I got to do this. We got to launch off soon. Yep. And it was it was so fun. I really did enjoy it. I didn't I didn't know I was going to enjoy it as much as I did, but I did. I. Yeah. And I've only played it once, and it could be like the cult of the new. But when sure. I was ranking this, I'm like, I remember that. I remember that was very memorable. Us going over here, and then they were getting that points. But if we got to the moon first, we'd get more points. And I was able to. You guys got to that next spot. And I'm like, nope, we got to get to the moon now. Yes. Boom, boom, boom. Got our points, and that ended the game. Oh, so fun! I really like this game a lot. One small step by Academy Games. Nice. My number eighty four was 92 last time it jumped up a little bit it is a party game that doesn't outstay its welcome in fact it's a cooperative party game that i know you love cooperative party game yep concept nope that's not really cooperative is it no yeah man i'm trying to remember what a cooperative i'll give you a hint it has little dry erase card stands oh just one just one Mm. yeah Great little well, game. I thought it would have been like So Clover or something. No, I mean, I like that one, but So Clover is out of the 100 for now. Mm. Um, I like this one better just because of how simple it is. In fact, so much, I like So Clover and I like this one that I ended up buying Fun Facts, the the newer one. I want to play that one. I yeah. want to play So Clover too. Oh, oh, that's right. Every time we do this, I forget <laughs> that you've never played So Clover. And like, they're all very different games, yeah. but they all have that same little niche of like, Oh, these are fun little games. They work well. It's simple, but it works for what it's trying to do. So just one is very simple. Uh, You're going to have a card on a little card stand, whoever the player is that's getting the clue. Mm -hmm. Let's say it's bread. That's always my go-to example. Um, And they're going to say a number from one. Yeah, it's it's, (laughs) it's one of the five words. You just say a number from one to five instead of rolling a die, which most trivia games make you roll a die. And this just like 
Oh, just pick a number. Like, just... I mean, geek out makes you roll a die. Yeah, geek out makes you roll a die. <laughs> Everything makes you roll a die. And then this is just like, oh, there's five. Like, just pick a number from one to five. It's fine. You don't know what you're going to get anyway, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, so it, let's say it's bread. Everyone has to write a one-word clue to try and get me to guess the word bread. So you might put loaf or rye or sandwich or whatever. But before, after everyone's written their one-word clue, before I'm allowed to see it, they compare all their answers. If there's any duplicate, they have out. that. You can only have just one. So those are eliminated. And there was one, there was this uh, group of uh, two women and their daughters who were just like best friends like for many years. And they would play this game at the shop. And I remember they had such an in-sync mind that multiple times there'd be one person guessing, all three of the other players would compare and they'd all flip it down and go... There you go. <laughs> and they would go off of nothing. And they're like, well, I'm going to pass. <laughs> like, But knowing how well they were in sync, they probably could have guessed it and got it right. <laughs> uh, the, the thing what people don't, uh, don't understand about this game, or who haven't played it, yes. is um, you want to pass if you don't don't get right. a clue or you can't figure it out. If you guess you wrong, wrong, you lose. Because it's point. 13 cards. Yes. And so you're basically just trying to score all the cards out. Yes. And if you guess wrong, you lose a card. So, like, the middle point is, like, eight, I think it is, is that it's technically winning. You don't really lose in this game. Yeah. It just calls you an uh, ignoramus or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> something really simple. But, yeah, it's it's smart how it works. It does a really good job because you want to be so specific that it makes sense, but so abstract that no one else will pick it. Yeah, exactly. And that fine line is just, up, it's up there with, like, code names. It's that fine line of, like, we want to give out the words so specific, but not specific enough. Because someone might steal it in code names, and this one is just like, oh, there it goes. Yeah, yeah, we're working together, we we done messed up. Oh, well, and by the way, when you're writing clues down, you can't communicate. Yeah, so exactly. You, just, you have to, have to so just go with it. Our, our go-to when we play this one is basically a warning, don't you go for this word, <laughs> without saying anything. You're going to threaten me with your eyes. Just give them the bug eyes. Yeah. All right, so my 83, correct? That was 84. Uh, okay, yeah, 84. We're going to 83. 83. My 83 instead dropped from 37, and that's another drop, and it's because I own a physical copy of this game. I have never played a physical copy of this game. I've only ever played it digital, so much that I loved it that I wanted to buy a copy of it, and I finally found a copy of a real copy, and I haven't played it yet. It's not Oniram, because you've told me... No, I've played Oniram as as the card game itself. Physical copy... This is a Euro game. Of a game that you've played only online. Yes. It was one of the, one of the earlier games on Board Game Arena. I'm just trying to think, because the only other one I can think of is Terra Mystica, but I know no. you don't own that one. I don't own that one. I have played that one, but I yeah, haven't. I... Yeah. This is Expedition Northwest Passage. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've been uh, I've been ranting and raving ever since we've we've started gaming. I'm like this. I like this game a lot. And you found that one at Bookman's, right? Uh, no, I special oh, I, I ordered right. it online. Yep. From somebody who happened to be selling it in a few hours away in our state, so worked out well. But yeah, I ordered it from them and I got it in the mail. Finally. Found a copy. I'm so excited, and I have yet to play my copy. <laughs> yeah. and you have yet to play a physical copy. I have yet to play a physical copy. I don't know if it's going to completely diminish the value or hugely raise it. I have no idea, but I have nothing but fond memories. Every time I played it, doing it, it does some really interesting stuff. 
it's a tile lane game, right? You're trying to find the Northwest Passage. And so you could be either on sled or by boat. If you're if you have your characters on the, on the boat, they can only work where the boats are. But of course, you could deploy them on sleds and and have them try and also find the the passage. This is tile laying, but every round, ice and different levels of the board start freezing over. Okay. And so you have this little disc that's half blue, half yellow, and everything below the disc that's the blue half. Everything's frozen from that point. So if your boat is there when it's frozen, it can't move from that point on um, until it thaws out on the next season. However, if it's yellow and above that, it's it's uh, there's a bunch of spotted areas mm-hmm. where they're icebergs, but they're broken apart. So you can only travel so far on a sled by making these. Uh, in the process, you're also trying to find cairns. You're trying to find uh, relics that are over there. It's kind of like a half-worker placement where you... Half of your team, you probably want to stay on the sled because otherwise, or on the boat, because otherwise you won't be able to maneuver it any other time. Mm -hmm. And the other team, you want to deploy onto the sled, but how much of each and knowing that you'll only be able to use that number of actions for that. It's a delicate balance that just, it's brilliant every time I've played it digitally. (laughs) So that's why it dropped, honestly, is because I don't know how much or when I'm going to play it next. Of my 83. My number 83 is new to the list. Again, this is my eighth one now, and I get to keep track of it for everybody here. Uh, this is a game that you showed me. It mm-hmm. is basically Space Base. But, basically Space Base? Uh, space Base. It's Magic basically? It's, it's got that mechanism where... Space Basically? Yeah, Space Basically. Um, but talking about the bloody end theme, this is a, a theme that... People aren't really going to enjoy, especially if oh, they're yeah. religious. Oh, yeah, okay. Never mind. No, <laughs> I know. I know this is. I like this one. Speaking of Stephen Road games, uh, I love this game a lot. Uh, our mutual friend is not a fan of it. Yep. I'm surprised it made it in my top 100, but I'm also not surprised. I, it's just probably, silly. It's silly fun. I, If you've noticed, a lot of my bigger games have made big stumbling drops, but yet yep. my smaller games are moving up. Um, other than Dragonwood, I mean, the game on fire made it into the top at 10. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised that he, this is here. This is Let's Summon Demons. Uh, it's it's a fun game. It's Space Base, I would say, is a better game. Machi Koro, kind of up there with Space Base in game style-wise. <laughs> but for me, that Space Base dropped out, mind you, partially because it hasn't been played a lot. Right. And it can stay longer than it really should. This one doesn't, and I have a great time with it, because you're basically trying to be the first person with three demons, I think Three demons, ten souls. Yep. And it's a very fine game. It's very fun. I love the awkward shape with the circles, yep. uh, or the the cards are rounded, like a toaster-looking kind yep. of thing. But I like why it does that, because, you know, it's supposed to be like a pentagram. <laughs> it's It's so fun. So much so... When we went on our most recent Bookman's uh, run, when I saw, you could kind of see it above me, they mm-hmm. have the Kickstarter set for the original trilogy. I basically bought it just for Let's Summon Demons. Yeah. Because I like that game a lot. Uh, Let's Stick for Dredger is a fine game. Mm-hmm. I haven't played the Don't Talk to Strangers. Yeah. We almost I, did. <laughs> I, we almost, we almost did. did. 
but I specifically bought it for Let's Summon yes. Demons. I'm like, I don't care about these other two games as much as I really do enjoy Let's Summon Demons. To the yeah. point, I keep asking you, hey, it's at the shop. No, it's sold out. Hey, is it at the shop? Yeah, yet? that no, one's sold out. Like, perpetually sold out. Yeah, yeah, so I was like, okay, you know what? I saw it there. I picked it up. Yep. So, I'm, you can get like the I said, three new ones up there. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not surprised. Let's Summon Demons moving in at number 83. Number 82. To you. So, this. Number 82 is my next one. That is legitimately new to me. And I wasn't familiar with the source material when I first played it. Um, and it does some things that are similar to other games that I do enjoy. But I was like, eh, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, I'll give it a try. And then we played it. We didn't play it. Then I played it with a group. And I was super enamored with it. It does, it does what these other games do, but way better. This is an IP... Off of a movie. A movie? Huh? Off of a movie. Me liking a movie game. Rear Window? Rear Window. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness, Rear Window That's is right. cool. That's right. You, you don't remember the, the fact that your father was a big fan of this movie. Right. And remember. I ended up watching it because it was in the top 100. And I finished watching all, all top mm -hmm. 100 greatest movies of all time. So I saw it and I was like, I actually really like the movie. The like, movie's really good. I like the movie a lot. I love how it's just two camera angles, real simple. What does this what this game does better is there is a possible hidden traitor, kind of. It is either gonna be fully cooperative where everyone's working together to, to figure out who's in which windows, mm -hmm. or there is a murderer and then the director is against the players. And what makes it set apart is that the the director they're trying to get everything else correct except for the murderer if there is one. Otherwise they're working entirely together. And the the conversations that the players have trying to figure this out, trying to, like, one of my favorite parts is that you can put down a couple cards as the director face down. Mm -hmm. And that's a great way to get rid of cards, because you have to play all eight cards in your hand. And up to two of them could be face down. And I remember there was, when I was playing against them, or playing with them, I, I've, I haven't played it with the trainer part of it yet. Um, we were playing against them, and one of the players, he was like, huh. I'm going to look at one of these face-down cards just to see, because that's one of the player abilities. I looked at it, they're like, hmm, this is very specific to something that we don't have yet. I bet he's going against us right now. I was like, no, that's why I put it face-down. <laughs> and you can't say anything about it. But I, was like, I was like, that path that you just led on was totally the reason why I put it face-down, so you wouldn't have to do that. Because that has nothing to do with what I'm trying to convince for. I am not going against you, right? And just when they did that, hmm, they, he must be a traitor because this has nothing to do with the rest of them. <laughs> like, I love that leap of logic. It was hilarious. I mean, this, this, this game, you do not have to know anything about the movie. You do not have to yeah. like the movie. But you might like the game. It yeah, works no, really it, well. I still haven't played this one. Yeah, it was brand new to me, number 82, Rear Window. Uh, so for this, I, I was thinking, like, while you were talking, I'm like, because I've heard you talk about this game a lot. Yes. So I was just thinking, I think like, you haven't played this, right? No, I haven't yeah. played it. I'm like, what other Hitchcock film would be really good uh, as a board game? I'll tell you one. My our one of our friends, Trayun, uh, that works at the shop, saw Millie Fiore set up, mm -hmm. and and went, "Whoa! Like, oh, that board's busy." You know, this should be Alfred Hitchcock thing. This should be Vertigo because I just got it right now. I get <laughs> that was hilarious. No, um, <laughs> I was thinking Strangers on the Train. That that was a really good movie, and that would make an yeah. interesting board game. You know, Strangers on the Train, right? 
Uh, it's kind of like Snakes on a Plane, right? No. no. I haven't seen that one. Strangers no. on a Train is actually what got him back into, because he had made some little flops beforehand. Oh, okay. It's the one that really set off all the other movies. But this one is about two people on a train trying to set up uh, murders. So you see it a lot of tropes in like TV shows and stuff like that, mm. where they're saying, like, hey, I need this person killed. Well, why don't you do it? And I will kill your person that you need to kill. This way it doesn't tie back to us because we were in different areas. So the kind of thing. Huh. Yeah. And I'm like, that would be an intriguing board game. Uh, that's what I was yeah. thinking right now. Yeah. No, that, <laughs> just about any Hitchcock film probably could be adapted really, really niftily. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the, the thing with... Um, maybe not um, Psycho. Psycho but, actually would work. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, like... A hidden be, movement game. Hidden movement. Yeah. But I mean, like... Birds, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, you're just trying to get away from the bird tokens, yeah. you know. That makes sense. North by Northwest, that could be an adventure game. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's so many ways you could take it. All right, going to my number 82, this is probably by far, uh, other than the ones that kind of fell out of the top 100, mm-hmm. the biggest drop. Okay. It fell out of my top 10. Ooh. It was number 7. Garbage now. And it's just because it doesn't get played. Uh, it's a Stonemire game. It's one of the bigger Stonemire games. Really? Yeah. Well, I know it's not not what would be your number one. Um, Scythe. Yep. Really. Scythe. I really enjoy Oof. this game. I like this game a lot. But when we originally made this list, it had been probably about six months since I last played it. Yeah. I have not played it since that six months, so it's almost two, three years since I played it. I own a copy of it. I do enjoy the game. Yeah. It just doesn't get played. And I know for a fact that's the reason why it yeah. dropped out. It, so a, many other games that do get played. Yeah, yeah. It's an area control game in a sense, resource management game in a sense. When we were talking about Disney Villainous, you're using your little pawn to select your actions. You can never go in the same spot mainly doing the top part of the action because you have to do stuff to open up right. the bottom part of the action. It's it's a great game. I really do enjoy it. It's just it doesn't get played because it's so heavy. Yeah. And like I said, most of my list is tracking where quicker, faster plays yes. of games. I've noticed that on mine too. Uh are getting up further up because yep. it's just they play quicker. I can get more games of them mm-hmm. in I do like Scythe, but yeah, no. But it's still in the top 100. It's not that bad. I don't really right. see it falling out of the top 100. Um, no. Just depends. If we do this again in like two years. And it still hasn't been played. Then yeah, it'll, probably it'll out of the top 100. But yeah. I do like Scythe at 82. And I'm going to volunteer myself for number 81. Okay. Um, because this is another crossover. This is now our second crossover. This is an engine building game. Engine building, huh? Yep. Mm -hmm. You just said it like two ago. Let's summon demons? Let's summon demons. Yes. I was like, yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it is an engine builder, but um, I think of it more as like the space-based type stuff. Yeah, that's an engine builder. Well, you're using the dice for different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not a true engine builder for my aspect of it. Right. It's no Ark Nova or something. Sure. <laughs> I'll give yeah. you that. Yeah, no. Let's Summon Demons is no Ark Nova. Let, let's set that clear right now. Those are not even comparable. But, no, this is an engine builder. I mean, it's it's random resource gathering, but the, the kids that you've recruited um, or the demons that you've summoned, those depend heavily on, your, on the die roll and what you've previously done. You have to get that engine building 
But then you have to determine when is the best time to sacrifice the kids and the animals yeah. in order to summon those demons. Yep. And, and, and at I, that time, because those are great abilities, but they only apply to you. I and, love the tongue-in-cheek about this, too. Yeah. Yeah, Sweet Jesus, you know, is one of the characters, right? Like some <laughs> Rotten like Donnie. Rotten Donnie, yeah. Like, there's so many hilarious, like, just spoofs, very tongue-in-cheek, very Stephen Rhodes. Um, I get why people don't like it. Like, I've, I've had, out of all the games that I've shown off and taught people, this has gotten some of the most backlash of people refusing to play it because of, like, Summoning Demons is a very touchy subject. Yeah, especially uh, where we are because it's a... Uh heavily catholic out here. yes exactly yeah so that's very much like no no like we don't joke about stuff like that mm-hmm. um it's basically bruno out here you know yeah, we don't, yeah, talk, we about don't talk about it yeah um but <laughs> anyway yeah let's summon demons it's a hilarious game it is my favorite in the series um i don't think you're gonna see any any other stephen Rhodes higher in this i'm give spoilers already um, but that is my favorite, and it's awesome. So uh, you're not going to see it, anything higher than that for me. So yeah. So there you go. My number eighty-one. Let's summon demons. Exactly what you said. Uh, it's it's a phenomenal game. Uh, so right now, I have it marked down. We have two crossovers. Yes. If we do two crossovers on every list, I win. It would be ten. Yeah, find out. <laughs> I think there's going to be more. I really do. All right. My number eighty-one is another one that did a big drop. This one uh, specifically is a game that you finally played. Uh-huh. And it's part of a trilogy, in a sense. Okay. Part of a trilogy. Huh. Esque. People consider it a trilogy. Yeah, yeah. They actually play very differently from each other. Um, It's not one of the, like, Paladins or... No, it's not a Shim Phillips. Not a Shim Phillips. Okay. You just finally played this. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Rising Sun. Rising Sun. Yeah. It was my number 25 re- uh, originally, and now it is 81. Uh, yeah, it's okay. It did some cool things. I like this game. It's my favorite out of the three. That's why it's on the list. The other two are not. Uh, Ankh, I don't even think, made it past the 200s. Blood Rage, yeah. I know for a fact, went from 40 to 105. So it fell out of the list. I don't know which one would be my favorite of the three. Probably neither of them, or none of them. <laughs> like, I mean... Fair enough. They're all okay. I, I really do like Rising Sun a lot. I like the diplomacy aspect of it, where yes. you're working with a partner, but you can betray them if it makes sense for you to betray them. I know a big reason why you weren't too keen on it, because you're not a fan of area control. It's probably Right, I'm really favorite. not an area control fan. It's probably one of my favorite area control uh, aspects of the game, because... You know which ones are setting up, and it's like, right. I already have that territory. Do I really want to go in there and yes. try to fight for everything over there? Um, I do like getting the big bads and putting them on yep. the board. I like the modular ability of this one. So if you want to play with different big bads from, like, the Kickstarters, you yep. can take certain cards out from, like, the spring or the summer and put those ones in for you can play with those big bads. So, yeah, um, it just it's falling because it doesn't get played a lot. Um, it's my favorite out of the Blood Rage on Rising Sun trilogy. In a sense, I wouldn't really call them a trilogy, only just um, because they're different pantheons in a sense. You have the Oni, Japanese, and Rising Sun. You have the Egyptian and Ankh, and you have the um, Vikings. Um, Norse. In, Norse yeah, in Blood Rage. So I do like it, but I can understand why it's falling. One, it doesn't get played a lot. Yeah. Two... It's a hell of a teach. It. The, I remember when he was teaching it to you, you were like, and you're someone that teaches a lot of games. No, that doesn't mean I pay attention, though. That's the no, problem. No, no, <laughs> no, it, but I'm saying, 
So imagine throwing this to people who aren't gamers. Right. Uh, or who were just relatively new into gaming, and they're like, hey, I want to try that. Right. Uh, honestly, I would teach Blood Rage over <laughs> yeah. Raising Sun. Just because of a lot of the moving parts, and the honor system, and all this and that. I do really enjoy this game, but um, I can even see this falling off my top 100, mm-hmm. just because just those games are not going to stay on my top 100. Um Again, like I said, it looks like I am going more to quick, easy, fun games. Yeah. So that was it. Very cool. Those are top 100 through 81 games. Stick tuned for next week so you can join us for numbers 80 through 61. Yep. Uh, We're going to do five weeks of this uh, top 20. Unless we have to skip a week for whatever reason. Well, yeah, we'll, it, we'll, it's going to happen. Another reason why I kind of want to like do this one per... Uh, in a sense, is because of I'm going on a trip in March. Yes. You're going on a trip in April. Yes. So we kind of want to get stuff filled in. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because that'll be around the beginning of our, our next season. So yep. we definitely want to get that taken care of. But I um, hope you guys have enjoyed this episode so far. Um, we think this is really important because we want you guys to, to compare your styles versus our styles. Mm-hmm. And then this will help you get more informed with games that you haven't played yet. And what we mean by that is this has been very valuable to see. Like, if I watch all the Dice Tower guys or any brother, Brothers Murr for whatever, anybody who does a top 100 list, the person who aligns most closely with me is the person that I will be more, most likely to listen to in the future. That's why we think this is important. Yeah. So we hope that you found some comparisons between ours and yours. Um, if you're a Daniel out there, you probably have good taste in games. Yep. Um, represent. And so, but we want to thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you ever want to reach out to us and say hi on one of our, or watch us live on one of our live Twitch streams, like our friend Chaos, who joined us today, uh, you can join us at twitch.tv slash everydayboardgames. As well as all video re-uploads are found on YouTube at Everyday Board Games 2020. And if you like what we do, there are three things you could do to help us grow on the platform. Subscribe if you're not, like the video, and comment down below and tell us your thoughts on the subject. As well as all audio versions can be found on most podcast fl- uh, podcast platforms under Everyday Board Games Podcast. This includes Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Podbean. And if you want to reach out to us directly, which is what I was about to say earlier, uh, either to say hello, give us ideas for future episodes, or even enter in contests that might be happening in the future, email us at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. And again, you can also get in contact with us directly on our Twitter account. We don't really look at it all that much so just fyi the email is the best way yep. but if you want to uh, it's at evg podcast so we're gonna thank you so much for tuning in as always i've been your host daniel and i've been your host daniel and thank you for listening to everyday board games and remember every day is a good day for board gaming